0: Jesus alone, grace alone. Jesus alone, and grace alone. My name is Sam Macho, I've played nine years in the NFL. I'm a speaker, I'm a writer, I'm a, uh, some would say humanitarian, I do work in Nigeria and I also work for ESPN, Um, but I am on team Jesus. I got a chance this last few days to be in Las Vegas with a group called He Gets Us. Have any of us seen the commercials, the He Gets Us commercials? Right? So, so I got a chance to connect with them last year at the Super Bowl. I was actually walking amongst radio row and doing my ESPN work, interviewing players and being interviewed and having conversations, and I'm walking and I see this quarterback, Brock Purdy, right last year, maybe he had that injury, won all these games, and all of a sudden he's walking with a group, and the group of people had the He Gets Us gear on. And all of a sudden, like I see him, he sees me, we see another guy, Matt Hasselbeck, former quarterback, and we all realize that, okay, though we play on different teams, we have different occupations, different ages, races, ethnicities, at that moment, we realized we were on one team. We were on Team Jesus. Fast forward a year later, now he gets us, invited me to come back and spend time with them, and not just to like go and sign autographs and take pictures, but also to serve in the community. You heard about what we at this church are doing, going in Vegas, they were finding kids. Well, I got a chance to go. We actually went to one of the, the worst neighborhoods in all of America, like the cross streets have, like it's like the, the most dangerous, if you will, cross street. And we set up shops, set up a turf field, and we were throwing the football, giving out groceries, and I was signing autographs, but nobody cared about mine because Russell Wilson was there. And like T- Taylor, Taylor Hotner is the guy that got the actor guy from movies. Like he was there, all these people were there. Uh, Tommy DeVito, right? The Italian dude, the quarter. So like, it wasn't about me. But it was just cool to be able to go and serve, serve on this team with these people. And, and one of the coolest things that happened was actually a few minutes before I left. Let me back up a little bit. Anybody who knows me knows that I love to perform, right? I love to, I mean, even in, in middle school, I won the Shakespeare competition, giving Richard III a soliloquy, like, it's like, that's, that's it. And then to fast forward to football, right? On my, my senior year, we had 12 team awards. This is like my achievement kind of thing. I won nine of the 12 awards. I'm like I'm like, give me all of them, right? Like, that's me. And I think through my life and what God's teaching me is that it's not about what I can do, what award I can win, or me being on TV, or trying to perform, like my good deeds are like filthy rags compared to Jesus alone and his grace alone. So we're at this event, I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm, 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 I, just, I said, let me just hang out for a little bit longer and just kind of... You know, it was just cool to fellowship, and as I'm fellowshipping, I got a, there were a couple of footballs that he gets us footballs, they had them, and I was signing them, and there's one little boy named Case, and I saw him, and I was assigning the graph, and I, signing an autograph, and I wrote the words, uh, I, my name and my number, and I wrote like, Hebrews 11.6, a Bible verse that says that and without faith, it's impossible to please God. It goes on to say, because anyone who goes to God must believe that he exists, that God exists that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Actually, before that, I used to always write Hebrews 11.1 1 on my footballs, when I would sign footballs or helmets. It says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I'd write these verses, and sometimes I may write a little message. And so with this little boy, his name was Case. I wrote two Case. I wrote he, Sam Acho, number 93. Hebrews 11.6, that I wrote the words, you're a rock star, right? Wrote the words, gave it to him, walk away, doing my thing. And about 10 minutes later, as I'm just hanging and playing catch with somebody, I feel like a tap on my leg. I'm like, what was that? And it was, it was that boy. He came up to me and he said, hey, thank you. I'm like, well, for what? And I look at him and, I'm, and he shows me the ball and it said, hey, you're a rock star. And I look at him, I was like, hey, you know what? You are a rock star. Like, God loves you, he is with you, and not only that, not only does he love you, he actually likes you. And as I'm sharing these things, like, because this is truth. Like, we don't realize that, like, yes, Jesus came, Like God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins, right? God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So he loves us, but he also likes us. Sometimes we don't hear that, especially in this world, social media, Friend. I mean, I got, I got kids. I have a, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and an 18-month-old, too. But like, my older ones are like asking me questions about like, things they're hearing at school of like, am I enough? And daddy, why am I getting picked on? And daddy, this boy said this and this girl said, like God likes you. He wants you. Like he is for you. Like, we, we want to get all these things, like, God is the thing. And so I'm sitting with this boy and I'm saying, hey man, God loves you, and like, he likes you, and, and I'm sharing, and all of a sudden I hear like, sniffling, he, he's starting to cry. And so I, I ask him, I say, why are you crying? And he, he doesn't answer and keeps on crying, so I, I get on a knee and I, I just give him a hug. And I'm like, dude, God is for you. And he wants you. And like the reason I wrote you are a rock star is because you are, in fact, a rock star. Like, God has really good plans for your life. He's gonna change your life for the better. And as I'm saying these things, he's crying more and more. And I look up and I see I see his mom, because his mom was there and his little sister. And then as his grandma popped in, like, don't forget about Nani. I see Nani there. And as I'm speaking this truth to him, I'm realizing that maybe these are things he hasn't heard before, hasn't heard from his father. As I mentioned, we were in like the, the, the toughest neighborhood in the community. And mind you, my, dad, he's, my dad's a doctor in mental health, right? He's a psychologist, and so like you, sometimes things aren't verbal, it's more nonverbal. so I'm like looking at this stuff and listening, I'm like, man, like, I think what we are missing, not just Case, this boy, we're missing the truth. God knows the plans that he has for us. Plans for us to prosper, not to harm us, to give us a future and hope. As I was on my way to this, not even this event, there was an event before with He Gets Us. I was actually in an Uber. I'm going to take a step back for a second. The day before, I was in, in an Uber and I was getting ready to go to another event with, like, with like you know, Taylor Lautner and all these guys, right? Um, I don't watch movies, but apparently he's in, like, Twilight or something. I don't know. Um, and I hop in this Uber, and the Spirit of God was almost like, hey, can you like, let this lady, the driver, know about me? And I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of weird, and kind of in a car right now, and I'm just trying to get to the event. And as I'm sitting there, this lady is kind of just sharing about, like, stuff that's happened, like, just lost a loved one about a week ago and had a fender bender the week before, or a few days before. And I'm in this car, and, like, I'm kind of just listening and kind of talking a little bit, and, and she's sharing all this stuff. And the Spirit of God was like, hey, let her know, let her know. I'm like, oh, I don't know, whatever, whatever. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting and on my phone, and um, I hear her say the words, oh, no, oh, no, slow down, don't run into me. And I look up in the rearview mirror and I see this car. Five, four, three, two, boom, hits us in the back. Like as I'm going to go serve God and do these good things and like share the, it's like boom, all of a sudden this big accident. And, it, it, and we were fine and like, I mean like, it was a, like a fender bender a little bit more, but like we were good and the guy gets out and he's like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. And they're like, hey, we'll stop. And I'll, she's like, I gotta drop this guy off, can I wait, and all these things. And it was as if like when that jarring moment happened, like. Something, I just started preaching, (laughs) like, I was like, hey, God is for you. Like, he, because she was like, oh no, my car, and again, I was like, dude, this could have been worse. Like, he sends his angels to protect us. This could have been way worse. Like, we don't know what happens tomorrow. Like, this world that we're living in, I mean, you heard it with some, some of the NFL guys. It's like, dude, like, loss of loved ones. One of my best friends just lost his wife to cancer about two months ago. Married for 24 years, faithful to her, that four girls, like life. I got kids questioning, like my kids are like, Daddy, am I enough? And this kid at school, life, people going through divorce, through struggle, lust, temptation, doubt. Like this world is passing away. And our performance, (laughs) our performances, our our awards, our accolades, Filthy rags. Jesus alone, grace alone. So as I'm sitting with this boy, I'm realizing like, man, I think that the truth that we need to hear is that yes, God loves us, Jesus sent, God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us, and not only to die, but also like to speak up, like to advocate. Right, to step in. There's a story in the Bible of uh, this woman, and it's funny, it's not even funny, but it's just more of a reality. I was sharing this story a couple days ago, thinking about, hey, I'm this great like, guy, and I'm gonna share, and like, the fact is, like, I needed this truth, and so I'm gonna share this for you, I'm gonna share it for me as well. The story of this, this woman who was caught in adultery, a prostitute, she was caught red-handed doing what she wasn't supposed to do surrounded with people ready to stone her. Like to, to, to do the rightful punishment by the law was to be stoned for this wrong you committed. And mind you, I was sharing this story with somebody and fast forward, a guy reminded me, hey, like I'm that person too. So um, she's getting ready to be stoned and, and then all of a sudden Jesus walks in. And he says, hey, let he who was without sin if anybody's perfect here, you cast the first stone. Yes, she's guilty and she did something wrong and all these, but who, let he who was without sin cast the first stone. And the Bible goes on to say that one by one, from oldest to youngest, they dropped their stones and walked away. Jesus goes to the woman, she's, I could imagine, likely like, crouched down in shame, in fear, feeling judged, knowing that she was right to be stoned, and Jesus says to the woman, woman, where have all your accusers gone? She looks up and doesn't see anyone. And it's interesting because the story could have stopped there. Like, oh, I'm good, like, where are my accusers gone? But like Jesus goes on to say, neither do I accuse you. Now go and sin no more. And and, and so much like happens, so much happened in that moment that I think relates to our lives as well. Like in the midst of our sin, In the the middle of it, Christ came and died. Not like when we got perfect or when we won our awards or when we got the new job, when we became a parent, when we became that wife or that husband or when we stopped cussing, like in the middle of our sin, while we were still sinners, Christ died. And not only that, but the Bible goes on to say that he's at the right hand of God interceding for us. Right? Cuz cuz the truth of the matter is want to hear truth like yes, there's like a war, there's there's wars and all these stuff, but there's like a spiritual war going on. Where the devil is accusing. Right? He came to steal, to kill and to destroy. Steal your joy. Kill your marriage, kill you and destroy it all. But Jesus came so we can have life. Right? So like when you go through stuff, like it's not just by happenstance, like there's a real war going on. So I think it's time to prepare for battle. Part one, but part two, like while the enemy's accusing and throwing stones, Jesus is stepping in. He's interceding. The Bible talks about how, like, back in the day there used to be these these priests. Who back in, in the day they had to actually like go and give a sacrifice for themselves for their sins or sacrifice an animal like a goat or a dove, but also for the sins of the people. And day after day, week after week, month after month, they would give these sacrifices. And then God made this promise. He said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember your sin no more. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring an eternal sacrifice. And that sacrifice was His Son. God sent Him Himself, really, His Son." to die for our sins. Not only did he die, but he rose. Not only did he rise, now he's seated at the right hand, so now when the accusations are coming, there's a God who says, no, I've already taken care of it. I'm washing him, her, and all of them as white as snow. So as this woman is sitting there and crouched down and ashamed and afraid, I just think about myself. Think about myself, because like, like, I can relate in a lot of ways to the woman, but also some of us, and maybe you too, can relate to like being like, well, no, I'm good. My God, I keep the law. I keep the commandments. I don't do this, I don't do that. Like, I, I do pretty good stuff, and he's like, dude, your good deeds are nothing to a perfect God. It's not like, okay, if I believe, and then I also do all, it's like Jesus alone, his grace alone. And the reason that matters is that like because like God actually forgives us of our sins even though when we don't forgive ourselves. And so sometimes like when you try to be perfect at least with me, it's like okay, like God I'm good, I'm good, but what about that time when I did fail? Like how do you recover? What about that time where I did lie, cheat, steal? What if I'm that woman committing adultery? Like the world will tell you you're accused and you're nothing and you're a failure. The devil will tell you you are worthless. Might as well just give up. And like we hear it everywhere and Jesus doesn't even, he doesn't even like wait, he just comes right in and says go and sin no more, you're forgiven. Think about the story in the, in the Bible of, of Lazarus, the reason I'm sharing this story, I actually was reading this with my kids not too long ago, and um, there's a story for those who don't know in the Bible, this, this man named Lazarus, who's a friend of Jesus, and he was sick getting ready to die. Pretty like, sad situation. And Mary and Martha like, sent a message to Jesus like, hey, can you come and help your friend? And the Bible says that because Jesus loved them, because he loved Lazarus, he waited two days. Hold on, hold on. okay, so. <laughs> A friend of Jesus, sick and ready to die, his friends say, Jesus, we need you, right? They're calling out to the Savior. And the Bible says that because of his love, he waited. I'm like, all right, cool, this is probably, oh, he's gonna wait, he's gonna come, he's gonna find. Lazarus died, y'all. A few days later, Jesus arrives, Lazarus is dead, Mary and Martha, Jesus, why, what happened, please, what are you doing, like, can you help? The Bible goes on to say that like Jesus wept. And I, I don't know, like, there's different reasonings why people say Jesus wept, but I think part of it you know, forget what I think, but I think the fact of the matter is that like, Jesus was like fully man, fully God, looking at what death has done to like people and their faith. Knowing he overcame it, but still seeing, like, man, this is like a real like sin, death, shame. It could be a trap. Like it can be a trap, y'all. And knowing that he came to set us free, he waited. He waited, and he walks, and he sees, and he weeps, and all of a sudden, like, he, 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 now he moves. He tells all the people who don't have faith, remember faith, substance, things, so forth, evidence, things not seen. He says, hey, all y'all, get out. I need to, go, I need to have a conversation. Goes to the place where Lazarus is, dead for four days, and he speaks. And the words he says, and I'll say it one time, because Jesus said it one time, he says, Lazarus, come out. A few moments later, (laughs) this dead man, in this dead situation, comes out of the grave. I think there are a lot of situations that we are in right now That don't smell so good, that don't look so good, that don't feel so good. Probably been asking Jesus, hey, come, come, I need you, and he's like not showing up. I think God wants us to actually like believe that he can raise those situations to life. And I think. But the truth is, like, no one's telling you that. Like, social media will tell you, no, it's over. Might as well quit. Marriage, over. Relationship with kids, over. Your life, over. Sin, shame, you are guilty, you should be stoned, it's all over. But the truth is, like that little boy needed to hear, God loves us, God likes us, he's for us, he came and he died for us. In that, while we were still sinners, he died. And I think the reason that matters so much to me is that, this world is really like fading away. I do this Bible study with some friends of mine. I, I, I used to do this Bible study during COVID with some friends of mine, and we would say, like, man, like, we were some, like, some athletes and some business people, and it was like, man, I want this thing, and I want that thing, and I want this thing, and that thing, and I'm praying to God, and God, do this thing, and God, give me this, and God, give me that. And one of my friends' her name is Simone Charlie, plays for the LA, um, the, uh, the, the soccer team in LA actually just moved, switched teams. But she said, hey, hey, God is the thing. Like, I, didn't mention, I mentioned this in the first service. like my, my, my lowest moment in the NFL was when I signed a multi-year multi-million dollar contract, because I thought that that would validate me. I thought that me getting these things, me getting this recognition, me, maybe getting this money, me getting all married and kids, like, it'll be enough. It'll never be enough. Only God is enough. God is the thing. And so like if you If you chase things, affirmation. If you chase things, acceptance. If you chase things, maybe it's validation, money, whatever. They will never be enough. Jesus alone and grace alone. What do I mean by grace? The grace is when you're this woman who's about to get stoned, who was caught red-handed. Like I, 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 didn't, I didn't, like forget to mention that like she was guilty. Like she was guilty. We are guilty, y'all. Like, the good news is that like, Jesus died while we were, while. CJ said like, okay, like, God so loved the world. God so loved the world, the world, the world. God could have hated the world. God could have rejected the world. No, God so loved the world. That was stood out to me. What stands out to him, what stands out to me is while we were sinners. Because my, my inclination is, okay, God, like, let me get my stuff figured out first, then I'll come to you. Like I'm dealing with this sin, dealing with this shame, dealing with this fear, dealing with this acceptance. Let me get that figured out, then I'll come to you. Let me figure it out myself, then I'll come to you. Let me win this award, then I'll come to you. Let me get into this college, then I'll come to you. Let me get married, then I'll come to you. Let me stop. God so loved the world while we were still dead. In the grave, Lazarus was like in a a grave. In a smelly situation, while we were sinners, Christ died. And the thing is, like, he didn't have to die. Like, this is like God in the flesh. Could have been like, no, I'm good. I, you know what, I think, I think, I think I'll pass. But he wanted to. Because he likes you. Like, he loves you but He likes you. His sheep know His voice. Like, He takes delight in leaving the 99 to find the one. You, are, you and I are the one. Like, when we run away, when we doubt, when we fear, when we feel shame, like, in our sin, He came to seek and save the lost. He came for sinners. He came for the sick. My dad had to mention the doctor in mental health. He deals with people with issues. Like, God loves people with issues. Like, He wants people with issues. We're running away. He's like, nah, dude, 99, y'all are good. Let me go get the one. And so like if you're somebody who maybe you're like the woman who's guilty, caught up in the midst of something that you can't get yourself out of. Maybe you're like the little boy who hasn't heard this father tell him the truth that he is enough, and that he is worth it, and that he is forgiven, and that his sins are casted as far as the east is from the west? Maybe you're like me, who thinks you've got it all figured out until you fall, until you fail, until you can't do it on your own like all of us, need Jesus alone and grace alone. When I was going to this event in Vegas these last couple days, uh, I was putting on a mask in a lot of ways. Let me show up and be this nice guy and this humble guy and this leader and all these things. And God's like, dude, I don't need that and I don't want that. I want you. Like, I want your sin. I died for it. So, like, give it to me. Talk to me about it. I want your fear. I want that dead situation because I can bring it back to life. Like, so as I'm talking to this boy, Case, it it was as if God was speaking to me. Son, you're worth it. My daughter, you're worth it. I see you, I know you, I love you, I like you. I died for you. <laughs> so you don't have to be trapped anymore. You can be free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so if you're here today and you still feel like you're in shackles, in chains, in guilt, in shame, doubt, fear, temptation, stress, anxiety, Jesus has come to set you free. He's literally interceding, interjecting, stepping in while this war is going on, you're being accused guilty as charged, he says, nope, I've paid the price. It's been covered. He is clean. She is clean. They are mine. So if you haven't given your life to Christ, we're going to have a chance to do that today. I'm going to have everyone stand. and We're going to close our eyes and we're going to pray. But before we pray... I'd like just to share a verse that says that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Like the truth is, guys, the lies are, no, hide. Hide it, don't tell anybody, and you'll be good. And darkness is the devil's playground. But the Bible says that even darkness is his light to God. So like if there's things that need to be confessed, like, give them to God, and he is faithful and just to forgive you of all sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness, period. Not a comma, not a, like, semicolon, period. The Bible goes on to say that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God came and raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Period. <laughs> Not like if you do that, and then win the award or do some good deeds, period. And so as we close our eyes and pray, Father God, I know that there are people in this room, in this church under the sound of my voice who don't believe that you are good enough to forgive them of their sin. And I know based off of the truth of your scripture that you are. And so, God, anyone who has never given their life to you, God, I offer this as a time that they'll be able to give their life to you. Confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, not any kind of, oh, there's different kind of gods. There's one way. He says that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Why did he raise him? Oh, cause now I don't have to die. Now all of a sudden my sin, my fear, my shame, death has been defeated. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved, period. Lord, if there's anyone that hasn't prayed that prayer, God asks that you would, they would raise their hands raise their hands and and pray with me. Father God, I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. Lord, I confess, Lord, anything that I've done, I give it to you. God, I am a sinner saved by your grace. You like me, you love me, you delight in me. The Bible says that you knitted me in in, in my mother's womb. Lord, help me to know that I am loved. God, help me to find community. God, help me to forgive myself, forgive those who have harmed me, and to go and to sin no more. I pray this and all things in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If that's your first time praying that prayer, welcome to the kingdom of God. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is at hand. He is the kingdom and his kingdom will reign. Every knee will bow, every tongue, whether you like it or not, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And there is a war going on, we've already won. Chains have been broken. Death has been defeated. Jesus spoke. Heaven is rejoicing, so welcome. If you've prayed that prayer before and you're already like, oh, I'm a follower of Jesus, don't be like me and wait till you got to get an accident happen before you start telling people about the good news. Tomorrow is not promised. So when we leave this room, speak. Speak. People can't know unless somebody tells them the truth. They are loved by the creator of the universe. Speak, don't wait, don't hesitate, don't doubt. I had a friend of mine who said, man, starting is winning. You wanna win? Just start. Start at home, start with your wife, start with your husband, start with your kids. Starting is winning. And Jesus paid it all, it is finished. Battles are already won. Enemy's been defeated. So if you just prayed that prayer, welcome, heavens rejoicing, or if you've been, I've been, a, I've been a follower of Jesus, now go make disciples. Go take disciples. Go fight the good fight. How do we fight? We fight on our knees. How did Jesus fight? Fight on his knees. A lion and a lamb. The image of God, the image of the invisible God. He loves you. He likes you. He forgives you, accept it. Amen? Amen. Thank you for joining us. We pray that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Check out emmanuelcc.org for faith resources, how to get plugged into the community, or to join us live on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We are so excited to see what God is going to do.